Actors Talk Podcast, Episode 43. Welcome, everybody, to Actors Talk Podcast. This is episode 43. My name is Tommy G. Kendrick. I am the producer and host of our digital get-together. I'm an Austin, Texas-based actor. I've been acting for a long time. Joined SAG and AFTRA when they were separate (laughs) back in 1978 out of the Dallas, Texas area and worked out of Dallas for a number of years, moved to Los Angeles and was there for 15 years and then have been back in Texas working for, oh, geez, almost 20 years now. So I got a lot of years <laughs> of mileage on these old tires and uh, really, really enjoy this business and love it and hope I can uh, share some of what I love about the acting business with you and bring to you people like my guest for this episode of Actors Talk Podcast. That is the one and only Amy Linden. Well, who is Amy Linden? Some of you may be wondering. A lot of you know who Amy is, but some of you may not. And if you don't, Amy is an actor, very successful actor, I might add. She's got about 82 credits, mostly for acting in the IMDb, 82 credits, but some also for producing, writing, directing. So you want to check that out. You can go to imdb.me slash Amy Linden. That's L-Y-N-D-O-N. But I'll have that link in the show notes at actorstalkpodcast.com. In fact, Everything we talk about will be in the show notes, so don't worry about trying to take down uh, links or messages or anything that I talk about here that you want to reference later. It'll be in the show notes at actorstalkpodcast.com. I first became acquainted with who Amy is a couple of years ago when I bought her book, The Linden Technique, The 15 Guideline Map to Booking. I was sort of struggling myself with some issues of auditioning. Even after all these years, yep, I still struggle. I'll admit it from time to time. And I can't remember if the book was recommended to me or I I may have seen Amy post something on LinkedIn or somewhere, but I checked out her book and I was very impressed by the excerpts that I saw. And I'll tell you what, this is a great book. Amy also teaches classes in Los Angeles and Skype coaching sessions as well. And we'll get into all of that in the interview. But I really think you're going to enjoy my interview with Amy Lennon. She is a dynamic, dynamic lady, and she really knows her stuff. She's no nonsense, I'll tell you that. But she's funny and to the point and just brilliant in what she has to say. I think I'll get to that in just a second. I'm going to ask you to join me after the interview because I have several bits of information I want to get, but I don't want to delay getting into the interview here with Amy Linden. If you are interested in voiceover work, I have some information for you. And I also have a couple of shout outs for listeners who have gotten in touch with me over the past week or so. And I want to make sure that I let you know about them and thank them publicly for getting in touch and encourage all of you to do the same. There will be a comment section below the show notes for this episode, as there is for every episode. And I encourage you to leave questions or comments there or to leave voicemail right on the actorstalkpodcast.com website. You can just punch in that blue voicemail button if you have a microphone hooked up to your computer and I'll get your message that way. And I would love to hear from you in that fashion. So without further ado, let's get to my interview with Ms. Amy Linden. 
you're probably bored to tears with telling your background, but kind of tell people tell people where you're from and how you got no, started I'm, in I'm the an business. Actor, so you know, I like to talk about myself. Well, so. good good enough. <laughs> yeah. So you're from you're from New York, right? Yes, I'm originally from New Rochelle, New York, upstate. That George M. Cohn song, 45 Minutes from Broadway, is about New Rochelle, New York. It's where Robert Petrie and Mary Tyler Moore show, the Dick Van Dyke show, was originated. Were you a child actor, or did you get into the business, or the desire to do that very early in life? I think that's probably the case, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I started acting when I was 10 years old. And I, I knew I wanted to be an actress at a very young age. Um, so I've been on every stage in when I like all through junior high school and all through high school and and then um, my family ended up moving to California because my uncle he was the executive producer of Rocky. Wow! And so when that blew up, my family blew up and and they all left and I I stayed back east and went to school and but as a kid I used to get on the train and I studied at the neighborhood playhouse junior school um, and then um, I graduated from Syracuse University university with the Bachelor of Fine Arts. And Syracuse uh, still hires me through the Aaron Sorkin program. Um, they hired me to teach my technique. And so I came out here and my first movie was with Andy Garcia. Not a, not a bad way to start. I know, right? Boy, you are busy. I think in this year alone, goodness gracious, it looks like on IMDb, you have eight or 10 or 12 current credits. And I think the most recent thing maybe not is not even on IMDb. Yeah, I just got back from outside Chicago, Crystal Lake. I was shooting a movie called The Unmiracle. I have to tell you, what's really great is that I am in the room with my students. And so there's not a lot of acting coaches that could say that, that they're still acting. Right. So I understand what it's like. But I'm considered a booking coach. I did have um, a student yesterday that was leaving class, and he says to me, Amy, I hate to tell you, but you're an acting teacher. And I said, I don't like to call myself an acting teacher, but I do have, I would say, about four series regulars that have never trained anywhere else. And one of them won an Emmy last year. What is the difference between a booking coach and an acting coach or an acting teacher? Well, I'm what you would consider like a Russian skating coach. (laughs) Okay. And so what I look for is I help you pop in the room. So that's why I created a technique. It's a detailed, specific technique to teach you how to basically read properly, read exactly as the writer wrote the script. Right. And and, um, how to pop in the room, because who's ever going to tell the best story is going to get the job. The Linden technique, and that's what you're talking about, the 15 guideline map to booking, and I actually own your book, which I bought, uh, I don't know, how long has the book been out? Since February 2009. Okay, well, I, I bought it probably maybe a couple of years ago. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, the reason I bought it, and, I, and maybe other people out there will, will take some uh, comfort in this, but I've, I've been an actor for 35 years, and or more than that, but I joined SAG and AFTRA in 1978. And there came a place a couple of years ago where I just felt just sort of lost, and, and your book really helped there. It wasn't that it was teaching me things that I had never heard before or hadn't mm-hmm. figured out for myself after 35 years, you know, you'd think you'd, you'd, you'd like to know most of those, if not all of those things. But what it did for me as a, a more experienced person was to remind me of some bad habits that I had gotten into. Wow. You know, you brought up, you brought up an incredible point because most of my classes, what I'm doing is cleaning up people to get back to the point at hand, which is 
what are you trying to say? What are you feeling? What are you doing? And, and um, so many techniques put the actor in their head. And since it's a booking technique, it's not process motivated. And so um, when you've trained so long in scene study, you're process motivated. And you're busy looking at the other person and wondering whether or not you should keep that moment or keep that moment. And what this does, it takes you back to the basics of why you became an actor to begin with. So the technique pretty much helps you take back your career, which is what you're describing. I teach about 90 students a week. Either I'm doing a career consultation with them to teach them about the business of acting, because I was a personal manager for nine years. Adam Brody was my client, and so was Brandon Baker. And I teach people who are ready to stop messing around, who are tired of getting callbacks and not booking, or people that just got here with a university degree, or people that are just starting out, and if they're starting out, they start out in privates, and then I have them watch class, and then eventually they end up in class. So I have a, a, an array of the types of clients, but you cannot get into my class unless you have IMDb credits, or you're currently auditioning, or you, or you, um, or you're an advanced student. But I typically like the student that hasn't trained everywhere. You have, you have less to, less to undo that way. Well, they're just overtrained. They're yeah. so far away from the material and, and they're making up backstory or choices and, you know, and the choices are already made by the writer. And so getting them back to the material takes at least three, four weeks. But once they're back to the material, they they feel so good again, which is what you were describing. They feel so good again that they're, they're back to the work. And once you're back to the work, then you don't get thrown in the room. The reason why the technique was built to begin with is because I was really nervous in the room and I had so much training and I didn't know how to book. And I used to pick up energy in the room. And um, what I came to realize was that I wasn't busy enough doing what I was supposed to be doing in the scene. I was busy considering what other people were thinking of me. Okay, take that back a step. You said you pick, you were picking up the energy in the room. Do you mean in the outer room or inside once you go through the door and there with a casting person? Both. I would look at somebody even in the waiting room and say to myself, why didn't I wear a skirt? <laughs> or why didn't I push up my boobs? Or why, you know, I, I would cast the role in the waiting room. So much about booking has nothing to do with your talent. has everything to do with the psych out. And the psycho keeps them from actually seeing your talent. So the technique was, was built to insulate the talent so that you could come in and create a great illusion and not let the decision makers in the room bother you with their judgment. Yeah, because so much of why somebody doesn't book is because of judging. And what's interesting is that a lot of actors get into acting because they want to be loved and admired and people clapping. But that's, that neediness is the same reason why they're not booking. I was thinking about this and I read, was reread your book in preparation for this. And, oh, great. and, and especially early in my career and something I had, I had gotten back to doing poorly and a, a mistake of making was memorizing the lines straight away. Really? That's sort of part of the expression ask backwards. And, yes. and, and, you know, there are so many people who teach memorization. You know, if I went to Google or Bing and searched how to memorize lines, what would I get? Well, I went to Bing first, which is like the third biggest search engine. There were like 36,000 results for the exact search topic, how to memorize lines. 36,000. There were 1,200 YouTube videos on how to memorize lines. And, and in Google, 
There were 180,000 exact match results on how to memorize lines. Well, let me just tell you this. If you understand who the character is and you know where the person is for you, then I could give you 500 pages and you will still be the character. Right. But if you memorize a scene, it doesn't mean you're the, you're the character. That's right. Yeah. And so that's not what it's about. What it's about is selling the character to the producers. That's what it's about. Right. And that's, that's why I have 14 people on series right now. Seven since January. Wow. It's huge. Yeah. That is huge. I mean, don't you think some of the nervousness that actors, especially inexperienced actors maybe feel in auditions is related to the, to the idea that they're going to forget a line and that, and they've placed all this emphasis on memorization. Talk about that for a second. Yeah. Um, you know, I wish you were here because then you could like sit in on class and see how some of these students, eight pages, they're off book in two hours, you know, right. it's, it's crazy. Um, if everybody would uh, really study that every line is a separate thought and, and really listen to what they just heard, then their dialogue would make perfect sense why it comes next. Right. So it's a tedious process. But if you sit and marinate on every single line and understand the sequence of events, it becomes really easy to get off book because you're locked into story and you're locked into what am I doing? You know, what am I doing next? What am I doing next? What am I doing next? Um, and, and that's how we think. We think in stream of consciousness. We don't think in a line. So let's say you have a series of lines that don't stop, also known as a monologue. Well, that's just a series of thoughts. And if everybody would understand that it's because the character has a lot to say, just like I haven't shut up just now, I have a series of thoughts that I am expressing to you and I haven't shut up because for me, it's important to let you know. And that's what it's about. It's, it's not about memorizing because if you memorize and you, and you go up on your line or you forget a line, the whole sequence comes with it and then you tank. So the technique is the map. And if you stood outside of the script long enough and read it 10, 15 times and really looked at it and played it as a movie, not directed it, but put somebody else in your part and watched it, then you would have a better chance of understanding why you were even in the script to begin with. So uh, I think that people jump in too quickly and start memorizing and rehearsing right away because they're used to it from a, you know, from a scene study background, that's how you're taught. But in all honesty, if you go to your lines, then you're only looking at 50% of the script. So, which is why the first guideline is read it 10 times without casting yourself. And so if you stood outside of it and the longer that you could stand outside of material, the better off you're going to be and the faster you're going to get off book. Because it's going to make perfect sense why your next line is next. And if you forget your line, then you're disconnected. Then don't act like you're, that it's going to happen miraculously in the room because it's not. There's, you, there is a disconnect. And the more disconnection you have in your homework, the more holes there's going to be in the room. And the more you're going to pick up the energy and fall out. And that's when you'll get nervous. Awesome. So for me, for me, uh, the greatest thing that I could I can give to any actor is to teach them how to create a seamless performance. So when they go in, they have an, an incredible experience, and they don't overplay it, overplay it in their car on the way home, 
that they get in their car and they go, you know what? If they don't give me this part, they're idiots. And that's where you want to be. Yeah, I think the worst feeling in the world for an actor, and I've, and I've certainly been there, is to give your best performance in the car on the way home. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I mean, I say that I laugh because I've I've been sure. there. I've done it, you know. Yeah. yeah, and also, if you ask your reps for feedback, then you sucked in the room. So don't ask your reps for feedback because nine out of ten times they're going to give feedback from somebody that they thought was you, and it's not going to be good. So never ask your reps for feedback. Your callback is your feedback. The booking is your ultimate feedback, and you know, you know how you did. So stop lying to yourself. <laughs> you don't sugarcoat it do you no yeah. no well god bless you for that i'm a coach i'm a coach yeah i'm not a teacher i'm a coach and i'm coaching people to be the gold to get the gold not the bronze there you and go. it's all about precision because that's the only difference between gold and bronze is precision because they're both great athletes ah good point and so I like, I like to deal with the person that wants the gold. And those are the people that work the hardest and the smartest. Hmm. And the most detailed. And the most detailed, the people that we love have amazing transitions. Transitions are difficult. You have to work your transitions. But those are the people that, that win awards, have incredible transitions. The people that recognize a power moment in the script and take it and take it home, and they don't care what anybody says. Those are the Academy Award-winning moments, and we all know it. And that's what separates you out from the masses. It's 1%. And so all the people that are looking up this stuff on the Internet, they're, they're part of the 99ers. They're, they're the moo-moos. They're, <laughs> they're the cows following each other. Yeah. What, um, are, are there some common flaws or holes in the toolkit that, that people come to you with, whether they're either new to town and, and just graduated with an MFA from wherever in acting, uh, or if they've been at it a while, are there some common elements to the things that you need to work on most frequently, or is everybody just so different that there's no common thread? No, there is a common thread, and, and this one's a very sad one. There's been some really amazing, amazing actors that come to Hollywood, and there's amazing actors all over the world in, your, in the towns that you're in um, that give up. And the reason why they give up is because they don't know how to run a business. And um, I call it a comprehensive package when your, your pictures match your resume, which matches your demo reel, which matches you, and really watching television and understanding tone and style and knowing where you fit in this industry. And that's when it becomes undeniable. But there's a lot of people that just come to L.A. and think that the talent is enough and or they're in their own own, own hometown. They're great, great, great actors, but they, keep, they don't get it. They're spinning. Well, they're spinning because they have an a, a awful agent, but they have an awful agent because that's what their package looks like. That's not what their talent looks like. And so my advice is get the package up to the level of your talent and then you'll start creating a successful business for yourself. Now, is that something that you work on with actors as part of your consulting every or coaching? Day, every day, every day. And so how do you go about that? Because you're, as part of the package, you're talking about the headshots, the demo reel, the uh, resume, all those tangible tools that, that actors need. Uh, am I right? Or what, what else are we talking about when well, you talk look, about the you package? Know, if you don't have a demo reel that represents you properly 
And there's, um, in Los Angeles, there's so many people that shoot stuff that really look like it's on TV. A lot of people have this indie footage, you know, and agents and managers don't make money on film. They make money on television. So if your films that you have look like television, then cut it to look like television. So, because it's not going to be about what show was it. It's going to be about you look like that girl on that show. And so really gearing towards television and understanding the beast that that is. And so you make yourself a no-brainer for a representative and then you don't fall into development. It's more business principles. Yeah. I do have a business site for actors and believe it or not, 95% of my members are outside of Los Angeles. Um, and you would think that if you're here in LA that you would want to know more, but people get here and they think they know everything. So. And that, that site is tltaccess.com. Is that correct? That's correct. And yeah. you get a free month um, to try it out. But on there, I'm coaching. I think I'm coaching like 50 different people. There's there's business um, audios. It's about 50 audios. There's there's uh, uh, interviews with agents and managers and voiceover agents and, right. and publicists. It just goes on. Yeah. Well, just to let everybody know too, if you're driving in your car and listening to this, you you downloaded the podcast from iTunes and you're in the gym. Don't worry about having to take notes on the links like to tltaccess.com. You can go to Actors Talk Podcast dot com slash 43 this will be episode 43 and all the show notes will be there with all the links to where you can buy the book and these websites and different things that we're talking about with amy so don't, mm-hmm. don't worry about taking notes so it'll all be written down for you so, so that'll, yeah that's I, you know i have lectures on um uh, where do you fit in and it just goes on and on and right. i just think information is power and and the more powerful you feel as an actor it's going to inform what you do in the room Right. When I was first starting out and going in for, for a, especially smaller roles, one of the mistakes I made as a, as a neophyte actor, and I, and I think I see this as well in, in talking to people, I, I think it still goes on, I'm sure it does, is that let's say you have, you're, you're reading for a two or three line part in the room. Mm-hmm. It, it, it really doesn't do you any good to try to make this your Academy Award moment. <laughs> Right. I mean, you, you need to know what this character is about and what function they're serving in the scene, especially in an episodic television show. You're probably yeah. there to, to serve, to move along the plot, almost certainly, or you wouldn't be there. Can you talk about that, about how not, not to make too much? I could absolutely talk about that. That's guideline number 14. Why am I in the script? And it's mostly for television and it's mostly for guest star and co-star work. In feature film, everybody is important. Down to the smallest, smallest one-liner. Everybody is important. On television, um, the guest stars and the guest leads and the co-stars are shot last. They're just they're just there to move the series regulars and the series um, leads storylines along, and that's it. Right. And uh, if you stick out, then um, then they're not going to hire you because it's not your show. So if you keep saying to yourself, "This is not my show," what can I do? to move the story along and, and why am I even in the scene at all? What, what, what is the reason why the writer wrote me? That would give you a better understanding of, of what, uh, of to, to just fulfill that. And you're right. People want to stick out. Well, you will stick out if you service the story. You will stick out because everybody else is going, here's your pepperoni pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's doing that. Yeah. I remember when I auditioned for um, for Entourage, there were 20 people for the small role. This is going back, I don't know, six years ago, seven years ago. 
20 people for this small, small role. Even Sally, um, what is her name? Oh, my God. Anna. Sally oh, Kirkland. Sally Kirkland was there. I'm like, what the hell? Really? And it didn't even have a name. It was called Hamburger Hamlet Waitress. And Sheila Jaffe said to me, she says, Amy, you're just a waitress. And so I booked it. Yeah. <laughs> It was a it was a great role thing, you know, and I got to work with Jeremy Kevin. It was great, and he's amazing. Right. But in all honesty, you're really not there for any other reason. Right, and that's and that's just a reality, especially like you say in television. And if in if you try to make more of what uh, than what is really there and what it's for, you're really probably not going to book that part, are you? You absolutely will not, and they won't call you in again. Yeah, I will tell you that. Hey, are you uh, running into a situation where, where we are out here in the hinterlands? I mean, the, the business is changing so rapidly and has changed so much even in the last few years. There's so much production because of tax incentives in all the states uh, primarily. And there's business in, in Texas. We have uh, a revolution shooting here and Dallas and Dallas. And then you have shows, a lot of shows shooting in New Mexico and Atlanta, Georgia. They're building a new studio complex in Atlanta. And in New Orleans, of course, is booming. There's So there's production all in New, uh, North Carolina, of course, production all over the country. So what what's happening with actors here, I think five of the six uh, prior auditions that I've had uh, recent have all been put on tape to be sent to New Mexico or Louisiana or North Carolina or somewhere. Right. Are you, are you dealing with actors who are in that situation? Uh, and are there some differences that actors need to be aware of when putting themselves on, on tape to send off as opposed to being in the room with the decision makers? It's becoming such a norm. I don't even think people are seeing people anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're actually putting you on tape, even in L.A., to audition in L.A. Really? It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's just getting, it's heading in that direction. Yeah. Where they're literally screening that way. The biggest thing that I could say to you is get on Amazon.com and get yourself a really cool lighting system. Yeah. The backdrop um, and a really cool like flip camera or cool camera. And make sure that you're lit well and that you have either white or black behind you and, and that, you, then, that you look great. Because a lot of people are shooting it like it's an indie, like on a couch or against some weird wall. Or, yeah. You know, um, and that's just not going to help you. So, yeah, it'd be a good investment. Do you do Skype sessions, Skype video sessions? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I, um, I, I did a Skype session with a girl in um, England and she booked a two-month feature film in South Africa. How long do those sessions usually run? And can you talk about what kind of cost would actors be incurring to get you on a coaching session via Skype? Well, first off, you got to try to call well ahead of advance because I'm like a week and a half booked right. with the waiting list. It's been crazy. That's why my voice is so hoarse right now. <laughs> I just don't shut up. What can I say? <laughs> um, what they do is they can call the office at 818 or just shoot me an email at coldreadingclasses at yahoo.com. You could also find me on Twitter and follow me, um, twitter.com slash um, at Amy Linden. Find me on Facebook. I have the Linden Technique group. And you can like the page, the Linden Technique as well. Um, or follow my main page, the Amy Linden page. Um, but I have too many people on that, so you can um, subscribe to it. And then um, you can go on the lindentechnique.com site and you can get the book there or... You could also, instead of joining the becoming a member of TLT Access, you could 
buy a couple of lectures on there for $5, $25 for a four-hour lecture. Because I get sent places to teach. So I've taught in Calgary. I've taught in Houston. I've taught in Winnipeg. I've taught in Vancouver. I've taught everywhere. So I, I basically um, recorded the lectures. So you could hear a four-hour lecture. All right. Well, and again, for the audience, don't worry if you didn't write all those, uh, the, the Twitter handle and the, the Facebook pages and all that. I'll have all those links at actorstalkpodcast.com so you can find that. And I'll have a link to where you can go buy the book at actorstalkpodcast.com slash Linden book. I think I'll make it that Linden book. And that'll, that'll, and that'll, and that'll be easy to find. You rock, Tommy. Well, I'm trying. I'm out here trying, you know. Hey, next time you go into that office for the 20th time, let me coach you so you can book the damn thing. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. You know, the thing I like about that, and I'll let you go, the, this particular casting director, now I'm a character actor, all right, and always, always was and, all, and always will be. And yeah. I like the fact that this particular casting director brings me in for a lot of different type things that are all character roles, but it's not just one type of character role. You know what I mean? Mm. And they're all things that I've, that I could do, but she's got a good vision. And sometimes casting people can put you in such a, a narrow box, you know, even as a character actor that, you know, ah, that's, all, that's all they see you as. I really can appreciate I, Can I just say something yeah, about sure. that? Go ahead. They put the people in the narrow boxes if they can't act. Mm. If you can act, then they will um, see you for all kinds of stuff. So obviously you're a great actor because that's why she sees you in all these roles. Yeah, really. Well, thank you. And I really honestly, appreciate that. Honestly, that's the truth. I appreciate that about she's her. A great I was, actor, she wouldn't be inspired to find stuff for you. Right. Yeah. And that's why I was telling my wife the other day, I said, you know, I really appreciate this casting director because every role I read for, for her is different. They're all character roles, but they're all different. And, you know, I really do appreciate that. And so anyway. I love that casting director, you know. She's looking for something for you. That, that's right. And that's yeah. what you guys need to understand, um, that when you go into an audition, you're opening up a new account. So you might not get that one. So why don't you try for the second one? Try for the, for the next role that they're casting. Yeah. Just take the pressure off. Um, chances of you booking the first time in, an, in a new casting office, is actually, it's actually 50-50. Uh, if the chances aren't really high, but the second and the third time of you going in there are much higher. I would say that my experience, you know, says that's absolute truth. Amy, I don't want to keep you any longer. You've been you've been great. And audience, uh, go to actorstalkpodcast.com and you'll find all these links to where you can find this information about uh, what Amy's up to and how to link up with her to uh, get your career where you want it to be and where it should be. Amy Linden, thank you so much for being on Actors Talk. I really thank appreciate you, Tommy. it. Tommy, I appreciate it. God bless you. Have a good uh, good evening. Yeah, you too. Thank Bye, you. Tommy. Take care. Bye-bye. So my sincere thanks to Amy Linden. Amy, thank you so much. I really did enjoy speaking with you and find your what you're doing to be very, very valuable. And I hope that um, a lot of actors are taking advantage of it, and I know they are, and that more will after hearing this podcast. Keep in mind that you can get in touch with Amy via Skype. If you're not in Los Angeles, you can still take advantage of what she does and the information and teaching that she has to offer. And I just uh, think I'll be doing that myself, actually. So um, keep that in mind. Thanks, Amy. Now then, for the information I wanted to give to you, if you're interested in voiceover work, 
You might have noticed if you're a regular listener to the show that there's a bit of a different sound to this episode, and that's because I'm using a different microphone. I'm actually recording all of these comments and the interview and everything on a microphone that is called an ATR, that's AT for Audio-Technica, ATR2100. And again, this will all be in the show notes, so don't worry about remembering it. Here's the thing about this microphone. If you've been putting off buying a microphone because they're just so expensive and you need a microphone to do the voiceover auditions your agent may be calling you for on occasion, or you want to learn how to do voiceover and you need to be able to practice with a good microphone at home or do audiobook narration, whatever. The microphone I'm using, this ATR2100, costs less than $40. Less than $40. So I'll have a link uh, on the show notes where you can find that through an affiliate link of mine. But you can go to Amazon or B&H Photo or any of the usual suspects where you buy this kind of gear. And they should have it, the ATR2100, less than $40. I think you'll have to agree that whether you think it's better than or not as good as the sound I usually get from my high LPR40 which is a, like a $350 microphone. I think you will agree that sounds pretty darn good. And for under $40, you can't beat it. So take advantage of that if you want to start getting into voiceover work or if, or if you just need to do uh, some practicing at home or record something at home and want a good microphone, this is a great way to go, the ATR2100. Okay, a couple of shout-outs. Benjamin Dane is an actor producer out of the Dallas, Texas area. Ben was my guest on episode seven of actors talk podcast. When we talked about his film beyond the farthest star beyond the farthest star had its premiere in Dallas this past weekend. And by all accounts was a tremendous success. I heard nothing but great comments coming through the social media about the film. And even I think that the film had to be moved to a larger theater because the demand was so good. So congratulations, Ben beyond the farthest star. I can't wait to see it myself. It's uh, been a long journey for this independent filmmaker who is primarily an actor but is also a producer and has come through and hit a home run i think with beyond the farthest star so check out that episode it's an actors talk podcast.com slash zero zero seven if you want to hear about uh, the making of beyond the farthest star and the journey that benjamin dane was on as an actor filmmaker for that project thanks also to emily jane almond an acting student from birmingham school of acting in the uk emily jane got in touch with me with some questions she had about the business and I got some information back to her via email. I just want to say, Emily, thank you so much for reaching out. I hope the information I sent was somehow helpful and I hope you become a regular listener to the podcast. Finally, Will LaPointe. Will is a regular listener who has gotten in touch with me several times over a course of many months to say, hey, I'm still listening. I'm still getting uh, valuable information from what you're putting out and just want to let you know what you're doing is meaningful to me. And I can't tell you how great it is to get that kind of feedback from a listener. So I'll encourage uh, others of you out there, if you are enjoying the podcast, please let me know uh, either through the content or the content, the comment section at the bottom of the blog post through email, uh, Tommy at ActorsTalkPodcast.com, or I'd love to get voicemail, which you can leave right on the website. Here's the interesting thing about Will's most recent email to me. He had no idea that the night before he sent this email to me, I was interviewing Amy Linden. And part of what we talk about with Amy, of course, is listening to the writer. One of the first of her 
15 guidelines is talks extensively about listening to what's in the script and reading the script and staying true to the script and finding the clues to the character and what the writer has given us. That's very uh, key to Amy's approach. So it was very interesting to me to get this email from Will and I'll read just a portion of it as we go out. Here's what Will had to say. One of the things I keep noticing as I read the Bible is that the Bible itself is replete with instructions and encouragement on being or on how to be an honest and truthful actor. For instance, when studying and reading a script, we might consider James chapter 1 verses 23 and 24, which says, and he quotes, for if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it, And being a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully at his own face in a mirror, for he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he was like. Will's comment following that uh, quotation from the scripture was this, and I think this is really, really insightful. And thank you, Will, for sending it. Here's what he says. If we look at the script but do not behave or do honestly what the words dictate, we will forget who it is we are in this part and therefore will not give an honest rendition within the scope of the story. Well, thank you very, very much. I I agree with you, and I want to thank you for sending that insight along. I think it ties in beautifully with what we discussed in this episode, or certainly what is in Amy Linden's book, 15 Guideline Map to Booking. She really talks a lot about the word being the script, not the scripture in that case, but the script and how important it is to understand what the writer is telling us about the character and the story that we're trying to tell. So that's it. Thank you so much, everybody. I really appreciate you being here for Actors Talk for this episode. I hope you'll join me next time. Until then, God bless you all, and I hope to see you in the movies. I guess that's about it. See ya. Take care.